This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 20 and we're in verse seven. And we're at the at the third commandment. And of all the commandments that we study, of all the commandments that we look at, I think that this one is understood at the most rudimentary level and at the very bottom level. And it, it and it's there's no depth to to the insights that we have about this. And I guess it's because it's probably the easiest one to follow at the rudimentary level, meaning when we talk about taking the name of the Lord God in vain, taking the name of God in vain, in the way that we understand it, in the way that we look at it, uh, people take that to mean don't say God's name in a way that is not directly referring to something religious. Don't use it in a common way. And that is, generally speaking, I would say, if you ask people in the church what this this commandment means, that's what they would tell you. Don't use it in cuss words. Don't use it just out there as a part of as a part of regular speech. Reserve reserve that name just for just for for religious purposes. Just for when we're speaking about God or to God. That's what we use it for. That's how we do it. That's how we understand this verse. And let me say this, as far as the Hebrew is concerned, as far as the depth of insight, that is just an absolute terrible understanding and teaching about this passage because it just does not even get close to understanding the depth of what God's trying to say here. And I think of all the commandments. It is the one commandment that begins to teach people about how to trust God and to place God in the primary position of our lives. We, it's, it is so misinterpreted as to really strip it of its full meaning. First of all, <clears throat> the name God that we use today in the United States, the word G-O-D, God, is actually not even a biblical, it doesn't even have its etymology, meaning where it comes from, is a German Gaelic word that doesn't even point to the God who created the universe. It is our common word for God. The common word in the Greek for God is theos. The common word in Hebrew for God is Elohim. And, and understanding that the word we use for God and using that word in a mundane or common way is a negative thing is it's not i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying it just is it's like pointing in a 90 degree direction away from 
what is so glorious about this passage and, and about this, this commandment. The commandment says, you shall not, and a lot of the commandments start with you shall not. It's a legal idea, and uh, and when I say it's a legal idea, our law comes from this. So we gain our legal ideas from the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are the ones, are the are our Western, in the Western culture, they are the bedrock of the foundational stone of our whole legal system, no matter where you are in Western culture, the Ten Commandments are that's the cornerstone of our legal understandings. And so when I say this is the legal idea, I'm not saying that God is using the legal idea. I'm saying our legal ideas come from God. And so it says you shall not, that's an idea, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. This is the New King James Version that we're studying. Actually, I'm in, in the NIV. Let me go to the New King James Version so I can read it to you in a way that that uh, I like better. You shall not, the New King James Version says the same thing. You And I've been studying the Greek so long, I just, I've moved away from, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Now, the key there is, first of all, he says, notice he says, the Lord your God, Jehovah, your, our, our God, Elohim. So you shall not use the name of Jehovah, your God, misuse it. You shouldn't misuse it. All right. Now, understanding that's important. All right. What does that mean to misuse it? The word does not mean to use it to bad situation in sense of not using it commonly. What it means is to carry it. And the word for misuse there means to in some context, it actually means to deliver in birth. That's what it means. It means to carry it around or to bear it. And the idea is that God, we carry God around in our hearts. In the New Testament, God says, God, Jesus says, the kingdom of God doesn't come with careful observation. The kingdom of God is in you. And so we carry God in our hearts. We carry God in our very being. We carry him around. We are his representation in the earth. And his name is his character. It's, it's, it literally means, the word name means his reputation, his fame, his glory. And so when the passage says, you shall not use the name, what it's saying is we can't bear or carry around the name of God in a, well, in a way that is I guess I, I need Shawv, and I can't even sp pronounce it. It's S H A W V is how it's pronounced. It's actually an S A V type way. It means to to do something in a false way, in an untrue way, in a way that's not real. It's a mirage. It's a lie. And so, if I'm not to the character and nature of God, if I'm not to bear the character and nature of God in a untrue way. What does that mean? What, what does that mean? Does that mean, does that really have anything to do with what I say as far as speech? Sure, sure it does, because my speech reflects what I believe. But it also has to do with how I live my life. And this commandment, and I know I'm getting deep here, okay, I'm sorry, but it's important because I believe this is the one of the linchpin commandments. It means that when I bear the name of God, which means I walk around carrying the name of God, which means I carry the character and nature of God. What am I doing? I'm walking by faith. That's what I'm doing. I, that's what that means. 
And that's how that works out. When I'm speaking who God is, when I'm walking around carrying the presence and the power and the nature of God, when I'm doing those things, what am I doing? I'm, I'm walking by faith. I'm living by faith. And I'm not to do that. I'm not to do it in an empty or a vain or a lying or deceiving way. And that's really totally different than somebody saying God at the wrong time. That, that, that is totally different than the idea that we have about this passage. What we understand this commandment to mean is I can only say God in a religious context. And even the word God I'm saying is not the word because the words used there, he says, you shall not, if you're going to just be very strict and legalistic about it, then it would be, I can't use the word Jehovah or Elohim in a vain way. That's what that would mean. I just can't use Jehovah and Elohim. How many times have you used Jehovah and Elohim in the last week? The real words there, the Hebrew word Jehovah, Lord, and Elohim, which is common word in Hebrew for God. How many times, and remember, we're using a word God that's not even really a biblical understanding of God, that the etymology of God's not God, okay? And theos is the New Testament word for God. And that really doesn't come from God either. If I'm just going purely by, if I'm being purely legalistic by, by it, it, he's basically saying you shouldn't use Jehovah or Elohim in a vain way. I got that covered. I'm pretty sure most of you have that covered. Because how many times do you use Jehovah or Elohim in a unreligious context? I would say almost we never do because most of us don't ever use that. In fact, have you ever even spoken the word Jehovah or Elohim out in society talking to somebody? I'm going to guess that 90% of the, those who are listening to this Bible study today have never done that. So you've never used Jehovah or Elohim in a, in a vain way. You've never used that in a vain way. And so if we're going to be purely strict about it, we all covered on that, right? So let's not be let's not be legalistic about it. Let's be spiritual about it. Let's let the spirit open our eyes and see this. God's telling them, listen, I'm the Lord your God, and I don't want any God before me. It can't be above me, below me, around me, by me. Remember that word for above in my place. It is it is the super preposition, and it means you can't have any gods other than me. There's no gods other than me. And then he says. And then he says that we're to, we're to make anything that is a God, meaning the creation or the work of our lives should never create a God, or the activity of our lives should never create a God that we worship. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't make airplanes because they look like birds, but it means that we're not to have any gods near him, and we're not to create any gods with our lives. And then he says, listen. And when you're bearing my name, when you're walking around in faith in me, you're trusting in me, you're bearing my character and my nature, you're taking on my who I am, and you're being that for Israel, that light on a hill. You're the you're the shining light of God's presence in the world. He's telling this to the Jewish people. He says, when you're bearing that, don't do it falsely. Don't do it in vain. Don't do it, don't do it in, a, in such a way that's common. And treating me like I'm not something important. He says, treat me like I'm important. 
And if you think about every relationship that you have with people, a good friend or your parents or your children or, or your spouse or your boyfriends or girlfriend, what do you want from them? You want them to treat you like what? You're important. You're important. You want your pastor to treat you like you're important. You want when you hire an attorney or you go to a doctor, what do you want from them? You want them to treat you like that you're important to them, that what you're doing with them that day matters, that, it's, that it has significance, that it does something for them. And that's what God's saying to us here. He's saying, I have a character and nature, and I'm revealing that to you. Today, you're going to know me. You're going to know me for my commandments. I'm going to teach you what I'm not and what you can be. And when you're doing these things, when you're walking in these things, he says, when you're carrying my name around, when you're bearing who I am, don't misuse it. Don't be false about it. Don't be untrue about it. Be real with who you are. And so my name matters. My name, my, my name is important because my name is what's going to make you into who you are. Treat me like I matter. Treat me like I'm important. Make me first. That's a lot different than just not saying God the wrong time. He says, the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who, let's go back to it again, who takes his name, takes his character, bears him to the world in an empty, vain, false, nothingness, emptiness, lying, worthless way. He says, if you're going to bear my character, my name, Ele the Lord, meaning I'm King of Kings and Lord of Lords, I'm over everything, I'm sovereign. And Elohim, which means, Elohim's a very important name because it's the common name for God. And you go, that's just the common name for God. That's the whole point. We have a name for God that's common to us. God is supreme over the universe. Should God be common to us? No. How is God common to us? Because he's made himself common to us. He's made himself common to us. He's come to us and said, you're so important to me. I want you to be in my presence so much that it's natural for you to know me. I'm common to you. He's saying, he's saying, he's saying, don't take me out there in the world and treat me like I'm nothing. Don't bear me in the world that I've created, you being the light of the world, you being my representation in the world, don't do it in an empty, lying, vain, common way, which means walk by real faith. Walk by real faith. And when we do that, when we, when we do that, it's powerful. It's powerful. No gods before me. Don't make any gods for me. And when you go out there in the world, you be really me in the world. Be true to, to me and to our relationship in the world. And that might mean, in a very rudimentary way, remember, it might mean that we don't use the idea of God in a common way. And we might not all that put it on the front or the back end to, of cuss words and things like that. Okay. So at the very, at the, I'm talking about at the microscopic surface level, I'm talking about when you scratch your arm, the dead cells right on the top at the very top level, 
yeah, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. But boy, when you get down beneath the top level of skin and you get on down through the skin into the blood and the life that God has given us, when you really dig down deep, you realize there's a lot more going on than just a few dead skin cells. What it is there, God is pumping life through you and he is giving you all that there is and all that there ever shall be. And you should not bear his presence, his power, his purpose in your life in an empty, vain, lying way. That's pretty cool. If you said, Pastor, which is your favorite commandment? It's probably this one. <laughs> because it's the one that teaches us to walk by faith. It's the one that commands us, you shall not walk in no faith, but you shall walk in faith. Ain't nothing better than that. I can promise you this. Faith is the tool God's given us to have all that he is. It's not empty. It's not vain. It's not a lie. It's the truth. Walk in it. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.